This podcast is sponsored by Unravel. Join us at the 10th Unravel Festival. Over three days, celebrate the delights of knitting and crochet and return home inspired. Browse and buy bespoke yarn and accessories for your projects from a marketplace of quality exhibitors. Enjoy creative workshops, talks, demonstrations and exhibitions led by UK and international experts. Get together with familiar faces and make new friends at this much-loved knitting meet for all ages and abilities. And make sure you check the Pom Pom blog for our giveaway for some tickets to unravel. Hello and welcome to the Christmas Palmcast. This one is festive. <laughs> Believe it. Uh, so this is the podcast brought to you by the magazine Pom Pom Quarterly. Merry Nidmas. I'm Sophie Scott, uh, joined by... Lydia Clark. Hello. And how nice. Amy is here. Yay! Amy Collins, our associate editor, who you have uh, listened to on a podcast with me before. Yeah, nice little chat. Oh, yeah. Yeah? We can only do it when it's recorded, though. Uh. <laughs> no other talking allowed. Yep. So, Amy is here to join in with our Christmas merriment and mirth. Uh, I have a cold, and uh, <laughs> but I'm extra festive for you guys. <laughs> I don't know if it translates in the sound. For me, it does. Yeah. I, yeah, you sound a little bit sniffles. Christmas okay. cold. Well, I gave mm. it to you as a gift, didn't I? Oh. <laughs> I passed it on to you. Oh, I can't wait to get mine. Speaking of which, uh, this podcast, we have a uh, festive, have we said festive enough? Um, <laughs> festive uh, games. People play games what? at Christmas. Yeah. We do, yes. Uh, we've got some gifts. We've got some highlights of the year, uh, predictions. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a great interview with Andrea Mowry. Mm -hmm. uh, Megan, our US correspondent, <laughs> yeah. has provided that wonderful interview uh, for us. We've got that coming up later. Um, but yeah, maybe we should catch up with news. I think maybe, I mean, because just so that everyone knows, we're basically going to have like a kind of mini office Christmas party, but before yeah. then, we have to have news. Has news official. <laughs> <laughs> news flash. We published a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess it's because um, we've been off duty for a few months whilst uh, Eli and his lovely fiance welcomed their little new baby, Ira. Ira, middle name Prince. Amazing. See, this kid is just set up. Yeah. Um, and any of you who saw Eli at Pomfest or have heard his delightful tones on the podcast uh, or in person will know that he will be an excellent father and is already being mm. one. <laughs> just heard his voice. Oh, yeah. He's... What a guy. <laughs> well, he reads stories well. That's good. Yeah, That's true. Good thing. Yeah. True. Um, anyway, all this to say, it's been a while since we actually were doing lots of chit-chatting on here. So we have mucho news. So um, as we spoke to you about on the podcast, well, last month, but... We weren't really there last month. <laughs> so, missing outside the box, we were kind of saying, I think we said, like, oh, yeah, well, that'll be out by now. Yeah. It's pretty much a big deal, guys. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's out um, the box. It's out the box. Guys, it's outside of the box. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, we had an amazing time launching it at Rhinebeck, where uh, it was a sellout. Certainly was. Sell, sell, sells out? <laughs> yeah. Sellouts now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, there's still more. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's plenty more. And the digital version is live, mm -hmm. so you can take the nets out of the box of your book. Your computer box. <laughs> In the pinky box. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> and we've also got a knit along. So you can join in with that, with any item from Knitting Outside the Box for a whole year, pretty much. 
Yeah, we've got reviews. lots of fun prizes <laughs> from all the sponsors, including Bar Ramu, Julie Aslin, Cynthia Sheep, and Sweet Vibe Yarns. Yeah, a year long, this long. So, so you have no excuse. <laughs> yeah, the heater, I can hear the heater clicking, but it's... It's a festive heater. <laughs> <laughs> so just to know, we've warmed the cockles, and our chestnuts are roasting, and that's the office heater. <laughs> it's not a party without an office heater. <laughs> We don't even have a photocopier to. Uh... I know. I was just thinking that. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Scanner's not up to it. Is it? <laughs> Our printer does make some good noises. It's yeah. true. It's maybe a little bit on its last legs to be sat on, but um. Okay. Other news items include issue twenty-three. What a hoot! It's out. <laughs> <laughs> um. So those of you who haven't already seen it, it's um all like in lovely kind of pastel, like purples and mints, minty colours with beautiful uh, watercolour or beautiful kind of painted uh, backdrops by an artist called Kim Whiteside, who delightfully brought us a bottle of champagne at the end of the photo shoot. Fun times. Yeah, we should start getting people to paint things for our backdrops all the time. I think so, get, get people to bring some more champagne. I mean, that too. <laughs> uh, any faves from issue 23, Amy? Um, well, I've already made my own dipyramid hat. Which I'm very, very happy with. Yep. Yeah. And I've got I've been swatching for Bindroon as well, the cardigan by Amy Christopher's. So mm. Pretty excited That's about like that. The long one with the fair isle kind of bottom and cuff. Yeah. Fun. I like that one as well. Mm. My fave is Tabula. Yeah. Which is on the cover. Uh knit in the original's knit in Issaga Highland wool. And it's got like cool kind of geometric shapes and it's got a really interesting construction. Um and I already have my yarn to make my own, which is Tuku Wool, mm-hmm. which I bought uh, at Yarndale. Nice. I've started a Chrysocola, which is the it's in the magazine. It's like a light blue in the Quince & Co. I've gone mm. for the Quince & Co. Why not? Mm. And the Peacock, which is like a great teal green. Mm. And yeah, loving the cables. It feels kind of like armour. There's so much, uh, <laughs> so much cable and bobble action. <laughs> I feel fully protected from the wool. Pretty exciting. Ready for Christmas. Ready for Christmas protection. <laughs> uh, my Christmas cola. Mm, very nice. Yes, thank you. <laughs> She's here all night. Here, here for an hour. Uh, <laughs> wonderful. Well, enjoy issue 23. Maybe if you're popping on the shop, you can see that we have some fun gift sets at the moment. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> woo, woo. <laughs> so, it's for the gift that keeps on giving. Why not buy a year's subscription to Pom Pom? We're biased, but uh, <laughs> you might enjoy it too. Um, and we also have festive ornaments. So, as Amy was saying, I uh, mentioned to Pyramid, uh, a company called Trinkles, a lady who runs that called Casey, has made us these little wooden ornaments which have holes in, and you can stitch in your own colour work of the Pyramid hat by Emily Green. Exactly. Mm. So, we will be hanging those on our Christmas trees. Oh boy, yeah, will we? For sure. And so you can you. So, speaking of patterns, as I'm sure we were, um, sometimes I don't want to pay for a pattern, right? What? So what do you do? Like, steal them? Illegally? From, from, <laughs> from Nitster? <laughs> <laughs> what is it, 2001? <laughs> I had a friend who worked for Napster back in the day. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I don't want to steal them. Good. Good. So what do you do? Amy, what, what do we do? do? <laughs> You get a lovely free download straight to your inbox from Pom Pom Court. Today. Oh, of course. Oh, see, Pom Pom's just keeping the good in the world, you know, <laughs> stopping people from 
stealing during this festive time. Oops, I'm talking around on my chair. What have we? <laughs> what has Pom lined up this Christmas then? We've got a beautiful new pattern by Alice Slight in the lovely John Arbon Devonia DK for a pair of fingerless mitts. Nice, they're gorgeous. Mm -hmm. They've got lovely cables, um, and they'll keep your hands nice and warm mm. whilst hanging delightful decorations on your tree. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've worn them. I think they're nice. <laughs> <laughs> Something I like about cabled things. Going back to the cabled uh, items. A cable, a cable is so sturdy, and when you put it on your hands, I feel very uh, very involved by the support of that mitt. You feel stronger. I feel stronger, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool. So that's great. You can find that on the Pom Pom website, along with everything else we've talked about recently. Okay, right. so now the uh, office Christmas party will be going into full swing, and we will be starting... Oh, what's that? <laughs> that's the Russell. sound of, of wrapping paper. Okay, should we do a little intro about the genesis of these presents? Yeah, so um, Christmas is a time for giving. Uh, but, I mean, if you don't want to buy patterns, you probably don't want to buy gifts for your colleagues. So <laughs> you come up with the idea, like, let's re-gift something from our abodes uh, to each other. So these were found at somewhat short notice. Uh, not to say that there's not thought and care behind each and every one of them. Uh, but yeah, we're re-gifting items from around the, <laughs> the house to each other. The pom-pom quarters that we reside in when yes. we're not at pom-pom HQ. Exactly, the four <laughs> corners of London that we reside in. Uh, so I don't know who to start. Who should start? I mean, should we do this as in like somebody opens all of their gifts from everyone right, okay. one at a time? Or do okay. we open... Maybe we start all the alphabet. Free for all. No, no, I think we need to like... Because it's need to be documented. Okay. Yeah, documented. Okay. Oh, well, alphabet, that means oh, that... Oh, Amu. Amu is first. Okay. So go for it. Yeah. I feel like we need Christmas music so, in the background. Amy's gone for the gift that I gifted her. She's unwrapping what it. What are you thinking, She's Amy? Excited. I think it could be a book. She thinks it's a book. The Plum Dog Path to Perfection. <laughs> what? Oh my goodness. So this is inspirational quotes with pictures of dogs. <laughs> That's actually amazing. How dare you give a good present? <laughs> yeah. Everything else is going to be. I'm quite guilty about yours. <laughs> oh, look at all the dogs. Wait, read a quote. Okay. One quote at random. <laughs> In trying to get your own way, we should remember that kisses are sweeter than wine. Okay, oh. great. I want you to apply that to every aspect of your working life <laughs> <Good>. next year. <laughs> Excellent. Get a festive mention of wine in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go, Amy. Happy Christmas. Thank you very much. And there's Chicken. a bonus thing, which we thought that was good. This is really going to take the edge off of it now. And this has been beautifully oh. wrapped in a tiny tote bag. Oh! Oh my gosh! This is amazing. A Greg's gift card! Okay. <laughs> oh my god, that's actually I hope there's some money on this. <laughs> okay, so here's here's the problem. I think it's expired. Oh no! I didn't know they were gifted. I think it's expired. So Why? Why do we... I will have to check the website for my statutory rights. Yep. So uh, if people don't know Greg's, it's kind of like a, oh, a breakfast sandwich, hot food establishment. Home of the sausage and bean milk. Right. <laughs> Rather partial to. Ninety-nine percent sure it's actually no money on it. So you've got something to like scrape crossed off windows? Yeah. <laughs> or put money on it, give it to someone else. No, can you do that? Can you like reboot them? Possibly. So, I mean, this is an endless amusement for you right now. <laughs> they have a minimum value of five pounds, so at one point there was five pastries worth of goods on there. I can't believe yeah. they do gift cards. Oh, I'm <laughs> overwhelmed with the 
enjoy. Shall I crack on to my Yes, go. Okay. Any orders? So Amy's moving on to Lydia's. This one. I'm going to go for the big one. Oh, oh, should I get the rattle? Should have given it to you. Bit of chocolate dark brown. Wow, Amy is uh, a beautiful honey blonde, but if you were feeling a bit darker, I guess you'd. Uh... Oh wait, there's other things. What have you got? Um, a nail file. I'm yeah. so not uh, very good at being beautiful. And um, nail polish. Right. I'm gonna go goth in the new year. Yeah. What? what, what what's the colour name? <laughs> I got you a disguise kit. <laughs> oh, the colour's espresso. <laughs> What does she hold the nail file up to her, under her nose like a moustache or <laughs> I feel like spies often use nail files for like, I don't know. So you're not like you're doing something, you're actually spying. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's really good. So, so she's going to dye her hair dark, paint your nails black. And then you can either be like filing your nails as a receptionist when you're undercover <laughs> or use it. <laughs> it's actually hair dye, it's just a box. <laughs> oh, yeah, so should I check with it's from when I dyed my hair pink and <laughs> I decided that. Oh, nice. So, so it's partially used hair dye. <laughs> <laughs> I bought two because they were on offer. <laughs> well, that's beautiful. <laughs> okay, it's another gift from Lydia. Okay. It's slightly smaller. <laughs> oh, sorry, this is Oh, well, this is very exciting. <laughs> Muji pen. And some little buttons and teddy bears. Oh, Aww. this is so cute. <laughs> you just take that from your desk. Yeah, I don't think I have this pen. No, I took it from home, okay? Thank you very much. You're very welcome. <laughs> Fantastic. I don't know if I can open mine, I'm laughing too much. Alright, uh, shall I open mine? <laughs> no, I'm okay, actually it's okay, I'm ready. Yeah? I'm ready. Ooh, okay. Which one should I go for first? Maybe I'll mix them up. I'll start with one of Sophie's. Okay. Which one do you think I should open first? The, the black one. The more oblong one. <laughs> okay, is that a book? Yep. <laughs> Yay! I love this book! Yeah, it's the one you lent to me. <laughs> I'm returning it. <clears throat> so for people who can't see, Sophie's given me a copy of Ali Smith's How To Be Both. Uh, which Daily Tra Telegraph say brims with palpable joy. I did. Thank you. I just, one of my uh, favourite books ever. I was like, what do I need to give to Lydia? I'm like, oh, I need to return this book to her. I thought it'd be quite funny. <laughs> you know what? I'm reading her newest book at the moment. It's a delight. Thank you very much. I think there's a bookmark in there as well. I've forgotten that I lent this to you, so this is really like just receiving a whole new thing. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Thank you very much. Woo. Okay. I'm opening Amy's present. Oh, it says my name on it. <laughs> the Russell. Ooh, it's double wrapped. What? <laughs> Look at the other side. What's going on? It's like a tote bag. What? <laughs> so, it's like a rabbit tote bag, complete with ears. It's a game. It's a game. <laughs> what? Oh, it's like a card game. I don't understand. <laughs> it's called Jungle Speed. It's a great card game. Oh! Wait, <laughs> but it comes in a cool 
Okay, just. <laughs> okay, so it like comes in a. I mean, the tote bag is really, or not the tote, but sort of like drawstring fabric bag with a crazy. With a little rabbit. Creepy rabbit face. Okay. <laughs> come with instructions it does. it does yeah oh my god thanks amy yeah, pleasure the block one man trick family will be very pleased to have a new new game to play so i don't just play <laughs> pinky pinky all it's, it's like glorified snap and then it's great <laughs> it's beautiful it's good 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 it's a good present so far i'm doing pretty well i might actually use mine i don't like the ones i gave to sorry <laughs> this is sophie's second present is it more things I lent you? What did I no, lend you? No, no, no. <laughs> this shape. Oh, <laughs> what? If you like that, you're One around. empty jar. Two <laughs> empty jars. Oh my god. <laughs> Three empty jars. <laughs> Thanks, Sophie. It's quite handy. They're like, Is this for me to make jam? They're, yeah, or they're like nice for putting buttons in and haberdashery. You know, like you like all the sewing. These are actually good. I gave you guys stupid things. Why did you give me things I might like? Thank you very much. You're welcome. I like it. <laughs> See, you can stack them. I love some music. Alright, I'm very excited. Oh Alright, um. Looks like Amy's got me a wheel of cheese, so I'm <laughs> gonna open that one first. Nice uh, cylinder object. Okay. <laughs> I'm laughing, I don't even know what it is. I'm just excited. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow! This is brilliant! So this is for Beatrice <laughs> Potter, Peter Rabbit TM coasters. That's quite a good present. This I mean, is. You can't like... even place the button ones. <laughs> you like a hot bear. I love a hot bear. I love rabbits and Beatrice Potter. <laughs> I just realised mine are both rabbit themed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What is it that people give you rabbit things? Well, it's Peter Rabbit eating some radishes, hanging around Classic with water in your hand. Having I'm a run so with some radishes and <laughs> chilling out with a butterfly. Oh, they're quite good. Actually. Makes you want a radish. Oh, yeah, same here. Comes oh. with a very charming little bottle. Yeah. That's really it's sweet. <laughs> if you like my christening or something, that's going to be a future child for christening. I just hope it wasn't originally christening. Right. Mine, but uh... oh, that's great. Oh, everyone's oh. outdone my gift. Thanks, Amy. In my defence, I tried to look for gifts this morning, but my dad's staying and he was in my bedroom, but I couldn't get into my room. Hence so <laughs> the bathroom to now. Use things yeah. just <laughs> all right, all right. I've got two from Lydia. One's like a big thing. And one's a small thing. I think I'll say the big one for last. Okay. Yeah. The smallest thing from Lydia. Ooh. That's, that's that pen. <laughs> okay, a pen. Good. That's a good. Same and <laughs> what is that? A napkin ring? Oh, nice. It's a festive fish. <laughs> this is great. It's a red napkin ring. So it's like a, a wooden napkin ring in the shape of a tropical fish. That's great. That's awesome. Never will I want to wear, wonder where my napkin is. Just one private napkin ring. Don't even Do you take your own napkin to restaurants now? I can. Well, if my pen gets tired, I might just let it rest in there as well. That's great. Okay. I'm 95% sure that's mine and not Jess's. <laughs> Alright. We can't be completely sure. Anyway. Last gift. It's like A4 size. This is kinda. Oh wow! <laughs> a five-piece stainless scissors gift gift set. Stainless scissors! <laughs> stainless. <laughs> You've got the whole gang here! Five and a half inch embroidery, seven and a half inch craft, 
Six and a quarter needlework. Eight inch dressmaking. Nine and three quarters cutting out and stainless blades. Oh wait. Just, you know, I thought I'd get you all the scissors so that you don't have to keep cleaning them in the office. <laughs> this is actually really good. This is great. That is actually quite useful. Double injected rubber grips. <laughs> Soft, comfortable hold. Double ground. These are so up cuts. And it has like, I like the um, the graphics here where it's like in a little sort yeah, like, weird fireworky thing. Yeah. Or that kind of. Oh, that's brilliant. These are really useful. <laughs> All your scissor needs. Oh, happy Sorted. Christmas, everyone. Merry yeah. Christmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
Demel's a gillywig. It's not helping if I laugh. Demel's a gillywig. Oh yeah, if you laughed at it, you're trying to psych me out. So it's Potter. Mop mop. Oh. Okay, you go. But I'm still winning. Okay, what's what's the scores? Uh, I've got four and you've got two. Okay, there's four left. Okay. Alright, Albert Runcorn. Yeah, that's quite a boring one. Albert Runcorn. Is that thunder? No, I think it's somebody moving a piece of furniture oh. around. <laughs> um, Albert Runcorn. Mm-hmm. It's kind of boring. Not a... Mop Rop. Yeah, it is a, Potter. It's a Potter, yeah. <laughs> to think about I that. I think we're doing like Potter and Notter. Yeah. And mop, 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 mop. We've given ourselves many things to think about. Okay. Right. You're, you guys are getting on me. Excellent. Uh, Balthazar Hinky Pank. <laughs> Hinky Pank! Okay. I'm remaining neutral. <laughs> yeah, Sophie's got better game face on <laughs> Balthazar Hinky Pank. Come on, Notter. Bob Bob. Oh, Bob. Yes. Correct, That's it is a notter. Five points. Mm-hmm. Okay, Nymphadora Tonks. That's a potter. Correct. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I did see the film, so I think I'm a little bit of a... Uh, okay. Okay, next one. All right, finally, mm-hmm. Gregory Dinglebus. <laughs> Dinglebus. Dinglebus. <laughs> I mean, Gregory. Who's <laughs> <It's> called Gregory? <laughs> Maybe he'd like a Greg's gift card. <laughs> I'm just going to Gregory's. Gregory's sausage roll. Okay, Gregory Dinglebus is. Potter? Not a. Mop mop. Mop mop. So the final scores. Sophie and Amy have four points, but Lydia has six. So what does this prove? You know more. That you've seen the films. Did we talk about Harry Potter too much? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. Lovely. I feel like I could know more about Harry Potter. But I probably won't. Yeah. Okay. Well, when I was told that we would be playing Potter or Notter, I didn't like the fact that I would have my... Um, <laughs> that I would be the object of ridicule without being able to ridicule Sophie and Amy. So we came up with a sister game where... So for those of you who don't know, I grew up in Wales and I don't really speak Welsh but I'm very familiar with it as a language, having been taught it to GCSE level. So uh, we decided that I would say words, and you guys would have to guess whether they are actual Welsh or made-up Welsh, and Amy came up with the name (laughs) Wales or Fails. (laughs) (laughs) So are you guys ready to play Wales or Fails? Um, I wish I knew yes as Welsh. (laughs) I was going to say... Horrida. <laughs> oh, just, just, just say welcome. Horrida. That's a good morning, but sure. Oh. <laughs> okay, so I will read a word. Uh-huh. Oh, you guys, sh- uh, shall I keep score for this one as well? Sure. Are we, I don't know, you kept score confer. with your own and you won? I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know. I feel like people listening to this, if you want, you could also keep score. <laughs> Make right sure in. that I'm. Yeah, right in. Okay, you ready? Whales or fails? So. Shall I do pom-pom or mop-mop, or is that too confusing? Shall I just say whales Let's just say whales or fails. It was a cute idea, and now it's over. (laughs) Uh, For the record, while I was trying to make up Welsh words, I typed things into Google Translate. Some of them were real words. It's very confusing. Okay, first one. Sglodion. You seem so quite confident in the pronunciation there. Sglodion. 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 I think that could be a Wales. Yeah? I hope oh, it yeah, is. Oh, yeah, you guys can 
Yeah, I think it's Wales. Wales. It's Wales! Yay! It means chips. Oh, I was going to say, can we do a bonus, yeah, we bonus should, point? Oh, sorry, <laughs> guess what they are. I was going to say, it's going to be like wellies or something. Well, What's cheesy chips? I don't know, come on! <laughs> I can sing the national anthem, but I can't do anything that isn't something I've already memorised. <laughs> okay, next one. <clears throat> Nostathlion. They all sound Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> can you say it again? What if they were all Welsh? No. Oh. Nostathlion. Fails. Fails? Correct. Oh. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Was uh, it? It means you get a point. Yeah. Oh, wait, I just gave myself Sounded a point. Like it sounded like nostalgia. It's probably a point about how I made it up. Okay. Um, okay. Mendicaur. Yes, I'd say that's yes. Welsh. Okay. Welsh. Yeah. Welsh. Yeah. Fails. Oh. So get out of Wales. So confident. <laughs> I get a point. I tricked you. <laughs> I get a point. Yeah. Okay, you ready for the next one? Yep. Nadole Clowen. It's gotta be worse. <laughs> so so no. arbitrary. Nodale Clowen. Nodale Clowen. I think that's something to do with the weather. Nodding. Nodding. Yeah. 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 Nodding. Look for the body language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go Wales. Very good. Yeah. Well, what does it mean? It's something to do with the weather. Okay. When it's slightly it's misty. Oh, oh, that's quite cute. Are you gonna go with that, Amy? Yeah. Gonna, yeah. It means Merry Christmas. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it is often raining. Mis Misty Christmas. Misty Christmas. <laughs> okay, ambulance. <laughs> no, fail, no. Hashtag fail. Hashtag fail. Wales. Wait, the Welsh word for ambulance. 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 Oh. <laughs> I love it. Okay. You ready for another one? Yep. <clears throat> Come along. <laughs> I don't think that sounds real. Um, come along. Come along. Well, come along. Um, I think Wales. Wales. Oh, oh. What does it mean? Camembert. Is it a Swiss roll top? Come along. It means cloudy. You've been guessing oh. weather this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> What's the uh, scores? Update. We're even. Ooh, so should we do... This is tiebreaker. Should we do this as the tiebreaker? Okay. 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 No do they? Guan. Oh, I've mispronounced my thing. It <laughs> <laughs> may not be made up. What do you think? Let's do a different thing. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just do an easy one. Cook. <laughs> Doesn't sound easy. Cook. 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 Wales? Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Oh. Wales, you guys what win. Does what does it mean? Um, oh. Railway station. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, Amy, guess. Uh, puppy. <laughs> <laughs> it means bread. Oh, oh. yeah. Wow. Oh. So I guess you guys, Wales, and I potted. So we've done very yeah. well. We're going to potter along to Okay, so as we uh, mentioned, at the beginning of this podcast, we have a very exciting interview with Andrea Mowry, which comes to us from our American correspondent, Megan Fernandez, who is, uh, of course, the co-editor and creator of Pom Pom. Uh, so she spoke to Andrea, who is very famous for her Find Your Fade series of patterns, as well as many other things. Um, and we were lucky enough to have Andrea design a very beautiful sock pattern for our winter issue, issue 23. 
Um, yeah, so coming all the way from various corners of the United States, here's Megan with Andrea. I am here with Andrea Mowry. Actually, I am in Austin, but Andrea is in Michigan. Yeah. And um, hello. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> um, so tell us about where you are right now. Like, what, what are you doing and um, what, how's your day going? I'm actually just working on finishing up a little sock pattern and prepping for a trip to Portland this weekend to go teach. Great. Where are you going to teach? At Starlight Knitting Society. Lovely. Yeah. We yeah. Love great. Yeah. It's a great shop. Yeah. It's kind of a new shop with a great logo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> great logo. <laughs> yeah. And what are you teaching at Starlight? Um, we're going to do brioche, of course, Excellent. which is like one of the main things I teach. And then I also teach a color confidence class. That's just a fun mashup of my favorite ways to explore color and kind of um, step outside of your color comfort zone. That's really great. Um, I recently took a class with Caitlin Hunter, who was lovely here in yeah, Austin. I saw she was there. So fun. Yeah. And um, she was talking a lot about color. And um, I just thought it was really interesting because I used to work in a yarn store and um, people would go, oh, I don't know what color to get. And for me, I just know what I like, you know, so uh, I have a hard time understanding how people, you know, I have a hard time deciding sometimes, but sometimes people just don't know what they like. So how do you sort of help people with that? Yeah, I think that's really how I started. I always kind of talk about my own journey with it. But I mean, I so I have an older sister who's an amazing artist. She actually like manages a massive Sephora store in Chicago. So she was an interior designer. And now she's a makeup artist. And she is just one of those people that's so good at everything artsy, including color. We're like, so I think that actually made me feel intimidated. because I'm like, I just don't understand how she puts those colors together. And Mm -hmm. they look so good. So I just assumed I couldn't do it. So I would have been probably one of those people at the store. Like, I just don't know how to do this. And I would always like doubt myself and second guess it. And I still crack up when I have students who are like, you're really good with color. I just don't know how you do it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I would never put myself in that category of good with color. Uh-huh. <laughs> um But I really just started playing with it. And I found that when, you know, I think there are colors. If you like listen to your intuition, I think there's colors that we're definitely drawn to time and time again. Yeah. And generally it's the colors we look good in. Um, And so that's why we're drawn to them. But then there's colors that I love that maybe I don't know if I could wear. So I pair them with colors I know I can wear. Mm. Or I use techniques like brioche where I can put in neutral over something that's maybe a little more out of my comfort zone. That's so it kind of breaks it up. Yeah. 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 Cause I love like mustard yellow and yeah. people <laughs> always go, Oh, well you can wear that. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you can wear that, you know, cause you look, you have a totally different look than me. You know, you're like blonde and I have super dark hair and you look right. great in yellow too. So it's just finding the right yellow sometimes, isn't it? I think so. And realizing that there's even gray, there are some grays that are super cool and yeah. some that are very warm and they can make or break how they look next to your complexion. So I totally. think every yarn shop should have a mirror yes. so that we can hold skeins up to our face. Totally. <laughs> but I think that if you do hold one up and maybe it's not great with your skin tone, I don't think you have to not use it if you love it. I think it's then just adding it with a color that does look good with your skin tone. That's such good advice. Yeah. I yeah, wish that thank I you. Had, uh, had thought of that when I worked in a yarn store. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you mentioned that your sister was 
like an artist and she's really good uh, with color and makeup, which is interesting because I took um, Amy from Madeline Tosh's uh, color theory class once and she was talking a lot about choosing makeup colors. Um, So that was super interesting. So do you come from a creative family? Is a lot of your family artistic? Um, I would say so. It's kind of a mix. So, um, especially my dad's side of the family, I think there's quite a few creative people. My grandma was a great painter and, um, my dad's always been into like acting and music and things like that. And, um, yeah, a couple of my siblings, my older brother is great at painting. Um, but then my husband's family is also like crazy creative, like serious artists. Right. (laughs) Like his great grandma, I believe it was, um, illustrated an encyclopedia set. Like we actually saw it. It's so cool. So we definitely have a lot of creativity buzzing around us all the time. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And your husband is a musician. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so great. Yeah. And he's my photographer. So he's yeah. Like, Every day I like thank my stars that he is my photographer because A, when you have two small kids, there's no time for to- photo shoots. Right. Right. <laughs> so we're like, oh, youngest one's napping. The other one's playing like with something content. Let's run into the backyard and take a picture for five minutes and run back in. Well, so. they don't look like they took five minutes. Yeah. They're, they're beautiful <laughs> photos. So that's thank so you. great. Yeah. And thank what does he think? Of, like, did he ever think that um, his photos would be such a big part of, like, a knitting business? Like, how does he feel about the whole thing? I think it's great because he's always been, like, had a natural knack for it um, and played around with it. But this has definitely kind of taken him to a more serious level with it. Mm. And he just loves to explore everything. You know, we've had fun playing with different lenses and cameras and he's just really good at it and has his own vision. And so the fact that we get to combine forces, I just, it's really fun. Um, But yeah, I don't think I, we joke that every time I do an interview, people are like, Oh, your patterns are good. But the photography, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I think you're getting more attention than I am. (laughs) Um, well, my husband used to design pom-pom. He's a graphic designer. So we work together a lot. Sometimes that was good. And sometimes that was bad. Do you guys always get along when you're working together on stuff? You know, we do. It's funny because I don't know about you, but I'm actually not comfortable behind the camera. Like, I guess I should say in front of the camera. Um, And so pretty much every time we do a photo shoot, I have at least one like cranky moment where I'm like, oh, I don't want to be doing this. Like, look, like, and but he's gotten really good at realizing like how to like maneuver those situations to get me like, well, that's what a good photographer does, you know? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And so so that's always, you know, because we are married and in yeah. a relationship, it's like we can get sensitive, but I think we've gotten to a really good place where we've learned how to get each other like into a good flow. Yeah. And we will, you know, he really loves his thing is all about the photography where I'm like, yeah, but stitch definition, you know, yes, like, you have the same. Like, yeah. I'm like, no one wants to see this guy. I mean, they do, but like, but <laughs> they want to see the shawl. You, know? you need like, a good balance of mood shots and technical shots, yeah. really. Yeah. yeah. What what I found is that at least you can be completely honest, totally, with your partner, yeah, and then actually get what you want um, out yeah. of it, out of it. And I can be vulnerable in front of him. Yeah. You know, I think it would be really challenging for me to try and do this with somebody I didn't know. Yeah, because with him, I can be vulnerable and be like, you know, tell me to like shift this. Tell me if I need to suck in. You know? yeah. <laughs> 
I can just kind of like really be me and he yeah. can get it and it's good. <laughs> That's really great. Cause I think what a lot of people love about you and your patterns and stuff is that, um, they kind of get a glimpse into your life and, um, and to see you through your husband's lens, so to speak, is part of that, I think. So, um, yeah, think yeah. Really thank nice. you. I think so. Too. I think that's actually a really important part for me is like, this is me yeah. totally. Like that's just, so it's nice to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so speaking of your artistic family, um, what about Leslie? Yeah, so that's my sister-in-law. That's Peter's older sister, who actually was also an interior designer. She was an interior designer in New York. And it's so funny because we've both been published together, like pretty much almost every time we've been published. So let me just pause and say we're talking about uh, Leslie Robinson, who also designed in the winter issue of Pom Pom. Um, the most recent issue. So Andrea and Leslie were both in the issue at the same time, which, and we didn't know that when we selected the designs. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then when we found out, we were like, oh, this is so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So Nick Graffiti, it's her, it's her knit name. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so it just keeps lining up that way. We were in Lina Magazine together and we did a Quince and Co thing together, which was actually, I think the first time both of us ever did something like that. And we both got in. No rivalry or anything. No. Yeah. Could you imagine if one of us was like, oh, I didn't get in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you have like a sort of similar kind of style I guess like I know Leslie's thing is like majorly brioche and majorly yeah yeah. and she's so good at it um but I guess this issue of pom-pom like spoke to both of you in a way because there's like color and texture and um yeah it was kind of a perfect fit for both of your styles so that's so great and um did you guys know each other before you were sisters-in-law um, so we also I went to high school with my husband. Um, so I also went to high school with Leslie. I didn't really know Leslie. She would have been in my sister's grade. So my sister, I have a number of sisters, but the <laughs> one that is the interior designer, her and Leslie were in the same grade. That's so great. Um, yeah. So it's kind of funny how we all came back together. Um, so I didn't know Leslie very well until I started dating um, my husband. But yeah, it's been really fun. We she went to art school in Detroit and so she actually did some fiber stuff there Mm -hmm. and so when her and her husband moved back to Michigan um we started knitting together and so that all kind of blossomed around similar times and yeah yeah it's really fun we actually used to have a project together we haven't done anything for a little while but it's called knit and color and that again is kind of just exploring color and having fun with it and pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone and yeah, it's really yeah. fun awesome. yeah I would love I have three brothers I would love to have a sister-in-law that knits yeah but it doesn't yeah. look promising <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so great speaking of art school and things like that did you have any fiber or art training at all that prepared you for your career now No, I actually, so I was a pastry chef, um, which I do think in a way totally prepared me for this business because I wrote recipes and worked with my hands and it's a totally creative thing, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. it is. And if you think about it, like in knitting, we kind of all have the same ingredients where we've got yarn, we've got, you know, there's only really one stitch. It's a knit stitch and it's a knit or a purl, depending on which side it is. And you manipulate it and turn it into all these different things. And Mm -hmm. with baking, it's kind of that same thing where it's like, you've got, these ingredients and you find a way to combine them and write up the recipe so it's pretty similar um 
in that aspect where I felt like the shift from one world to the next was really natural. But really, I'm very self-taught. I was taught by my grandma when I was little. And yeah, you know, when I was getting really into it, like when that obsessive bug hit for me and knitting, there was no rivalry. There wasn't a ton of, um, you know, blogs were just starting. Mm -hmm. So you kind of had to wing a lot of it yourself. So yeah, I think from the get go, that was my experience with it was I had, you know, armed with my Elizabeth Zimmerman books, I just kind of figure it out. So, so how old were you when you your grandmother taught you to knit? I think it was around nine. It's funny, because she doesn't even remember teaching me. And I'm always like, Grandma, you realize I have like this career because you taught me to knit. And she's like, Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) I remembered more because I was so young that I I totally remember the exact yarn it was and like what I knit, but I wish I remembered more of the experience and why she chose me because I had this, you know, five kids in my family and I'm the only one she taught. And I'm like, I wonder what it was. Like, did I ask her? Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so sweet. That's really sweet. So does she still knit? She does. She still knits Afghan. So she's 86 and Um, her doctor's actually, she has arthritis in her hands and she still bakes bread that she needs herself and she knits and her doctor's like, keep doing it. Cause it's, what's keeping Good her hands. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. that's so great. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Um, so tell me about your tattoos. Yeah. So I got most of them when I lived in Austin. Ah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It sure does. Um, I think I'm the only one left here without any tattoos. Oh, you don't even have one? I don't yeah. even have... My husband has plenty for both of oh, us. Oh, yeah. But. I think we talked about that. Yeah. So my husband doesn't have any either. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, I have enough for both of us. Um, but yeah, so I had... You know, I got my first one when I was 18 with like a group of girlfriends. We got a hot pink heart on our hip. Oh. <laughs> you know, like that 18-year-old's kind of tattoo. Yeah. Um, but, and then I got a couple more, but when I moved to Austin, I had been living in New Zealand for a year and then I came home and was definitely in that early 20, trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life and who I am. And I actually had really, really bad social anxiety. Mm. Um, so when I moved to Austin, I began baking. Mm-hmm. And I met like my best friend that I had when I lived there. And it was all of a sudden like I started to find like my own skin. Like I started to become so much more comfortable with myself and who I was. And I found this amazing tattoo artist who's actually still in Austin. Her name's Annie Mess. Cool. And she did most of the tattoos that people have seen on me in my pictures. Um, and she totally was really great at putting to picture what I tried to articulate and yeah it's always been a way for me where like people can kind of get to know me without me ever having to open my mouth yeah Um, that's such a good way of putting it yeah yeah so you know I'm like my sleeve which is basically representative of my whole family Mm -hmm. and you know I get asked and they're like oh do, do you regret any I'm like you know even if down the road there was one that maybe didn't represent who I am now it still represented such a big part of my life important enough for me to get it tattooed so mm-hmm. I don't think I could ever regret that <laughs> yeah I think maybe Caitlin French um who has loads of tattoos married to yeah. a tattoo artist um I think she had said something about how it's sort of a marker of who she was at that time and yeah, yeah. 
Um, and that's so important. I mean, that's such a part of our journey and who I am today. And, you know, I think about how everything has led to where I am today. And yeah, each one of those steps is so important. I wouldn't take them back. So yeah. yeah. Wonderful. (laughs) Okay. So we've talked about this a little bit before one-on-one, but let's talk about finding your fade. Like let's talk about like (laughs) how how the whole fade thing happened. Cause I know you said, um, that, that, you know, there was just something in the air and like, I've always wondered like, how did that happen? And then it just blew up. So can you tell me that story? Yeah, yeah. So basically, I was, um, I had just had Levi, my second, my mm-hmm. little boy. Mm-hmm. And um, I had just so Leslie and I had been doing our knit and color fun little collaboration for almost a year at that point when I started, um, when I began to cast on the shawl that became Find Your Fade. <laughs> and I, you know, I had started, I was so intrigued by all of these yarns. So, you know, the really fun indie dyers, the speckled yarns. I started finding um, dyers like Hedgehog Fibers, Republic of Wool, and these people that, the more I learned about them, I was just like, this is so cool. And there's these women dyeing this yarn. They're supporting their families. And I just was so interested in it all. So I began collecting yarn um, swiftly. And I didn't have a lot of that in my stash previous to that. I had a lot more kind of like neutral woolly wools. And Mm -hmm. so it was a really fun new thing to explore. But then I was like, I don't know what to do with this. But then after my son was born, I decided to do another creativity experiment. So I had done one previously, which was my fun, fun, fun shawl, where I basically just pull yarn that I'm really drawn to. And I just cast on a shawl and I put no parameters on it. So it might not even be something I publish. You know, it could just turn out to be this wonky, crazy scarf and that's okay. And so I reorganized my yarn stash, which I always tell people when I tell this story, make sure you have enough time to put it all back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because when you have a substantial amount of yarn, um, that can be a big, big endeavor. So I had pulled it all out on my bed and was like, oh my gosh, now I have to put this away. But I had a lot of hedgehog fibers and I was playing around with it. And two of the colors kind of ended up near each other. And that was some of my favorites, which was like pollen and fool's gold. Mm. And then um, it was right near some of the really deep pinks and club colors I had from her. Mm -hmm. And so I was playing around with them and they, I realized I could so connect that gold to that pink. And if you look at my work at all, you can see, I seem to have this ongoing like love affair with mustard yellow and pink. And I can relate to that. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just like, I'm going to connect these in a gradient. So I just kept pulling, um, you know, some of her other yarns together. And I always suggest if people are kind of fading to stick with one dyer in the beginning, just because they're using all the same dye. So it's a little easier to create a cohesive gradient. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just kind of realized that I could put those all together. And then um, I, Leslie had actually told me about this new shawl shape. And so that is the shape I ended up using for find your fade. And I was like, I'm just going to do garter stitch because I love it. And I'm just going to kind of move from one color to the next whenever I feel like it. And I'm going to throw in my favorite lace stitch. And I just kind of kept going until I was until it was massive and I was done. And I actually then just sat on it for like 
oh my gosh, like three or four months, I didn't even do anything with it. I wore it. And then finally, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I should release this. It was such bright colors. And we were getting into winter. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to release this really bright shawl, right heading into winter. But then I had that magical photo shoot with my husband where so we yeah. yeah, run down this path and it started snowing. Mm. And I mean, it was one of the best 15 minutes of my life. We had so much Aww. fun. And we're just yeah, it was really magical. It was one of those things where I felt like every step of the way, every stitch was filled with joy. And Aww. yeah, it was just a really feel good project. That's amazing. You also told me that around the same time is when Stephen West also found his his own fate. And like, so there was yeah. just this thing in the water where everybody was fading all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. So there are, um, you know, I don't think gradients are necessarily anything new, but I think right. that it was the realization that, oh, we can create these ourselves from mm-hmm. our own stashes. And um, there is Orange Knits, yeah. um, Mara, mm-hmm. Catherine. She has some great patterns on Ravelry. And I she is the queen of color blending. And she had actually done a really fun faded kind of dotted raise. And so Stephen came out and did this really beautiful faded dotted raise. And it was funny because he was actually up at my cabin because he taught at a yarn shop up there called Wool and Honey. And he had that and I had my Find Your Fade, which neither of us had released them or anything, but we both had them. So it was fun. We got to take a, we took pictures together. And and now like everything is faded, including your socks in the new issue of Pom Pom. Yes. Which is very <laughs> exciting. Um, yeah. Which I have yarn for and will be making. Um, oh, nice. Very soon. Yeah, I'm kind of nervous about like the colors that I chose, but hopefully I did get them all from one dyer. So hopefully it'll nice. it'll yeah. all work out. What but dyer I, did you use? Primrose Yarn Co. I got it at Rhinebeck. Oh, fun. Very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Fun. I mean, I probably had stuff in my stash <laughs> that I could have used, <laughs> but I got a little excited. Yeah. Um, it's so fun to pick out yarn. <laughs> yeah. And, um, just to talk a little bit about like your pattern in the magazine. Um, yeah. We were so excited to get to work with you finally. And um, those socks are just gorgeous. So if those of you listening haven't seen them yet, like, definitely check them out. And we had so much fun shooting them on these backdrops by this local Austin artist whose work, um, she did one custom backdrop for us, but the rest of the paintings that we used were already done and they just worked so perfectly with um, the pieces and especially the socks like those are some of my favorite photos I just think that um, blending the colors the way that you do is almost like a painterly effect that you get yeah absolutely I feel like that's exactly what it is I think that's what makes it so fun because you can look at your yarn collection as this big palette and then you can just play with them I really have this new like desire to have more hand knit socks which is why I'm actually knitting on one right now so when I was working on them I have never finished a pair of socks that fast in my life I mean (laughs) I took me only two days per sock and I was just like in their knee socks it's not like they're little yeah and they just flew off of my needles and I think it was because it's that excitement about getting to the next color yeah um and it's fun too because there's such a relaxing knit because it's you know reverse stockinette Mm -hmm. um so you don't have to it's not too finicky yeah but they are great like yeah fun travel project or my knit night project yeah yeah. I had so much fun with them and I loved the pictures. I, that whole issue, I just 
was blown away by everything is so cohesive. And I actually was just because I've been knitting a new pair of socks that I'm referring to that sock pattern and be like, okay, how exactly do I want to do this? And how did I do that? And the back cover, I was like, oh my gosh, that's my little, those bottom Five, yeah. was it a few balls of the lobby anime and I was like oh my gosh that's all of our yarn together I don't know why that just like I love it <laughs> <laughs> well I mean I feel like we don't take enough pictures of the yarn that gets used in pom-pom and so I think there's going to be more of of that because oh, like gosh. who doesn't love just like a really lush picture of yarns all squished up together and I loved that it was like what we all used with all of the contributors names over the top I don't know there was something about that that I was like oh my gosh I it just yeah was so sweet I loved it oh thank you I'm so glad that you liked it so now that you have found your fade multiple times uh what, what are you looking for now like what's what's next um yeah so I've actually been talking to my husband about this I feel like this big shift happening Mm -hmm. um which is kind of terrifying but also really energizing um so I don't even know what it is I just can tell something's happening (laughs) (laughs) that's so abstract but um I've yeah just the yarns I want to use and what I've been looking at so I'm really really loving focusing on garments like more on sweaters Mm -hmm. I just I'm so intrigued by that and I keep um yeah looking at what am I grabbing like out of my hand knits what do I keep grabbing time and time again what's the go-to that I really want to wear um I also feel like for me I don't know if you feel this way but knitting is very seasonal for me where it gets into the cooler months and all I want is super rustic woolly yarn and then spring hits and I'm like give me all the color and like all the bright fun stuff so Yeah, I'm really focusing on garments. I do have a really new, um, I don't know how much more I'll continue to fade. I feel like I've been doing a lot of it and I'm like, okay, I need to (laughs) spread out a little bit. But I actually do have at least one last fade on my needles right now that's very different from anything else I've done. So Great. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. And so when you're in the mood, like say in the winter to use super rustic things, does that mean that you have to wait until next winter to release the pattern that you're working on this winter or do you work fast enough that you'll be able to get stuff out now or it is all yeah it's be, it's always been pretty organic for me I'm horrible about thinking ahead <laughs> like, oh I should be doing summer nets now so that I can release them in the summer thankfully I am pretty fast yeah. so I tend to actually still knit within the season and I'm able to release it um and you know it's interesting like I just finished my weekender pullover that oh, I released yes yeah, so good and so wearable yeah, thank you so wearable it is like my favorite new sweater and I actually actually started knitting that over I think a year ago it was right when Brooklyn Tweed released their morals and I immediately cast that on and then I got busy with collaboration stuff and had to set it down and I didn't pick it up again until this summer where I was like oh my gosh I just really want to knit something for me that you know I can just do whatever I want and I had knit that sweater all the way up to the underarms and then I was like okay I could finish this in two days I've just got to do it yeah and I actually didn't have the idea for the shoulder ribbing detail until that year had passed. Wow. So yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much better than what I originally had planned. (laughs) (laughs) And I giving it that time and space, it turned into what it needed to be. So I kind of, I, not to be like super woo woo, but I tend to really try to kind of just lead with my heart and go with the flow. And if something needs to be set down for a little while, maybe I'll pick it up later. And sometimes things just rush out of me, like there's no stopping it. And 
yeah, I kind of just try to go with the flow like that. So we'll see. And sometimes I release, you know, a sweater in the summer and a bright shawl in the winter. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, like our winter issue, we were like, you know what? It's dark and gloomy in the winter. We might as well have some color. So yes, I love that. that. Okay. So we often ask our interviewees, uh, a question and, um, it's probably going to be really hard for you, but, um, (laughs) we want to know what your desert Island yarn would be. And the weather on this Island can be whatever you want. It can be temperate. So (laughs) cold in the winter. (laughs) Can it be fall all the time? (laughs) It can be fall all the time. Um, and you can have all the colors, but just one yarn. But just one yarn. Mm-hmm. So I actually, so I listen to the podcast, and uh-huh. so I am aware. You're prepared. I am prepared because, and I actually, yeah, I feel very, pretty strongly about this. Obviously, I love so many different yarns, um, but my desert island yarn would be Brooklyn Tweed. Uh-huh. And it would, if I could only choose one base, I would choose Loft. Okay. So why is that? Because I could hold it, you know, many strands together and get it as, you know, oh, heavy that's as clever. Wanted. That's very yeah. clever. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm like, I love, I probably use shelter the most. Uh-huh. And I am obsessed with Corey. I, that is like one of my dream yarns. Uh-huh. Um, but I feel like, okay, if I can only have one, you know, there might be a warm day on the island. And yeah. so I might want a lighter weight. But I just feel like those woolen spun yarns in general, they are light as air. And mm-hmm. so you really can wear them in different climates. And yeah, I just, that's my, my happy yarn for sure. And and so what is it about the Brooklyn tweed other than the like woolen spun quality or whatever? Like, what is it that you love about it? So I love everything about it. I love the color, the feel, um, the fabric it creates, like again, going back to that woolen spun, I've knit some pretty hefty garments out of their yarn. Um, my sweater that was just in my book with Tolt, a sense of place. I did a sweater, and it is called the oxbow cardigan and it's knit out of quarry and even like it's a big shawl collar longer sweater and it still folds up like a ready to wear sweater it's just so wearable to me mm-hmm. I feel like even their bulky weight yarn doesn't add bulk to my body which is a woman like I don't really want to have a lot of bulk <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah the color I just find that whenever I knit with it I'm I just really love it and I love their story yeah so much I think um wearable is such a great way to describe their whole aesthetic you know because sometimes we get we get excited about like the bright hand-dyed like Uh, super fun stuff and that is so much fun to knit and it's fun to wear but sometimes for the things that you just want to go back to again and again you want the the I don't know um I don't know if traditional is the right word but just the really yeah the classic stuff yeah Uh, timeless I mean it is in the colors because even obviously I'm a huge fan of bright fun speckly yarns but sometimes it's hard to get those tones to look good with everything in my wardrobe right where something like Brooklyn Tweed's yarn is just yeah I mean it's just it's one of my my all-time favorites yeah (laughs) it's gorgeous stuff yeah, I think since since I chose my Desert Island yarn, things have probably evolved. And Yeah, I, what was yours? Mine was the Uncommon Thread because I just love her colors so much. Yes. But, yep. um, but yeah, maybe maybe if my island was in Austin, I'd have to choose something else. But, I know. Isn't that funny? You got to, yeah, you got to think about it. It's, it's so, it's, I feel like I had to make the decision and then not look back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, I'm sure everybody already follows you on Instagram, but if they want to find you um, in the world, if by some crazy 
coincidence they haven't found you somewhere. Can you tell us where to find you on the internet? Yeah. So I'm Drea Renee Nitz, um, D-R-E-A-R-E-N-E-E, Nitz. And I am that way everywhere. So that is my Ravelry, my Pinterest, my Twitter, although I will be full open disclosure. I don't know how to tweet. The only, <laughs> the only tweets that happen come straight from my blog because that's just a function it does. <laughs> so Instagram is definitely the best place to keep up to date with me. That's where I do most, most mm-hmm. of my um, fun stuff. So <laughs> yes. And is there anything we should be looking out for from you in like the coming weeks or months? Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, I'll be. Um, I'll be in some more fun publications next year, and I, I actually won't have a pattern release this month, which is very rare for me. <laughs> but I have two new really fun shawls coming out um, early winter, or I guess it would be late winter since it'll be after the new year. And yeah, this new sweater I'm working on is with La Bienname, and Great. that is um, going to be really fun. It's something new that they're working on, and yeah, very different than what I've done before with the so really exciting yeah yeah all right well thank you so much for for being on the podcast um and hopefully we will hear from you again soon yeah that sounds great thank you so much megan thanks so instagram heard of it (laughs) (laughs) uh i have actually great amy yeah, on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much does a hipster weigh? An Instagram! An Instagram. <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one, eh? It's brilliant. Um, so, Pom Pom's Instagram, as well you know. Uh, Pom Pom Mag, if you want to at us. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we post pictures. A lot of the time we post pictures. And sometimes we have um, giveaways. Quite recently, we had a giveaway with the lovely people at Barocco who uh, were giving away some yarn for the Bindroon Cardi, mm-hmm. which is in issue 23. Uh, what we're segueing down to is we asked you to comment with your haberdashery slash wool button jokes mm-hmm. or sayings. Mm-hmm. And you guys delivered. There were so many. We had a lot of fun looking through all of the entries um, and we narrowed them down to a short list. Yeah. Before we chose the winner. We have to say, yeah, the winner's already been chosen and this competition's over, unfortunately. But we want to give a shout out to the creative and hilarious souls that commented on this post. <laughs> so, how do we want to do this? Do you want to show me past you guys a... Sure. Are we going to try and explain them to Amy? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Amy can, like, see how much Amy laughs. <laughs> okay, shall I start? Yeah. Um, we need to say people's yes, usernames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll give the username. So, uh, you know, sometimes these might be related to people's real names. Sometimes not so much. But you know who you are. Okay. So this person is called Coconut Traitor. Coconut Writer. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny already. This is a great segment. Um, <laughs> then here is Coconut Writer's uh, entry. Some people use symbols. Others miss the point. Laughometer, not bad. Three, three out of five. Uh, Subi nine hundred. Nine conference, Subi. Um, thank you so much for this chance to win a beautiful prize. Oh, lovely! I think initially we had to explain that because Shank is the the bit on a bus. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Okay, I've got one from Ellie J Kirk. Buttons are my undoing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because I made a silly face. Yeah. 
I oh, extra, extra love. <laughs> Alex Anikolasa, we've, we've <laughs> got to stop this, sad but true, but it seems so much fun. It is hard to do. I'm addicted. I'm afraid. So, we're all cut from the same cloth, don't you know? And that rhymes. Oh, wow. Rhymes. That's so, brilliant. That gets a prize for most puns in one sentence, potentially. Potentially. Uh, I've got a good one that needs to be sung to the tune of Sound of Silence. So I'll do my best to sing it to that tune. It's from Missy in Edmonds. Hello, button, my old friend. <laughs> I've need of you again. For a closure that is near my breast. I can't quite get that one in. <laughs> I have to cover up this chest. <laughs> this is so tuneless. <laughs> for the vision that is planted in my brain. Must not remain within the need for closure. <laughs> You're welcome, everyone, for my beautiful, so not sonorous tones. So anyway, the next one is uh, oh, Anne Shakespeare, fifteen fifty-five. Uh, someone Shakespeare died? Maybe I don't know. That's not relevant, but it is relevant because she uses a appropriates a Shakespeare quote here. If knitting be the sock or glove, knit on. Uh, we really liked that one. Mm, that very one. clever. Yeah, that was good. Woo. <clears throat> okay. I think I've used... Oh, no, this is one of my favourites, actually. This is from PhD Procrastination. Clearly procrastinating one <laughs> by making cool puns. My love for knitting deepens, deepens, deepens with every new issue of Pom Pom Quarterly. Let's do that again. My love for knitting deepens. With every new issue of Pom Pom Quarterly. This is a good one from uh, Sam Murdiar. She might be a doctor, I don't is know. Is that Wales or Fails? <laughs> it's Potter, it's Potter, it's Potter. Uh, they say irony, the opposite of wrinkly. Oh, nice. Irony, a bit like an iron. Uh, <laughs> um, maybe another one quickly. Um, from the forest flower, did you hear the one about the priest who owned a haberdashery store? He was a man of the cloth. It's good, it's good, it's good. Lovely. Okay, okay should just... we read out the winner? Yeah, yeah, this was by Claire Mittens. I entered this button pun contest ten times, and I thought, surely I would win. But not one button pun intended. Not one button pun intended! Not one button pun well, intended! It's so good! Yeah. <laughs> It, it took some explaining to me, but I think it's great now that I understand it. <laughs> not one button pun intended. Well, not yeah. one, but it works on so many levels. It was the many levels that I think really yeah. won that. There's, um, there's lots more uh, button phrases in issue 23 as well, in a lovely article written by Francesca Baldry. This is true. Check that out. And also, you could just scroll through the comments on this particular competition for even more down. entertainment. Yeah. Yeah, or you want to uh, make your own Christmas crackers and need some jokes. Hey, hey, now there's an idea. Coming to the shop next year. Yeah, next year. <laughs> Let's get moving on that. <laughs> okay, so what's next on the um, Christmas games list? It says post-its. Mm. Post-its. <laughs> what does it mean? What does it mean? It means that... Uh, Potter. Periodically. <laughs> no. Periodically through the, the year, I've written uh, amusing witticisms <laughs> of the office on a post-it note. <laughs> <laughs> It's all fun and games here at Pom Pom HQ. <laughs> 12 months Very of charming. Work. Yeah. Boiled down to four post-it notes. Yeah, four <laughs> post-it notes. Um, I mean, when you tear it like that. <laughs> so some of these are knitting based, some of these are just, I'm, we can cut these if we need. I think this just is going to reinforce the um, 
you as the clever, funny podcast person. I mean, I've only wrote the ones down where I'm funny, so yeah. <laughs> Lydia, <laughs> Lydia, of course I didn't know who Run DMC were, so my dad gave me the info. Uh, you could say, and then I say, you could say he gave you the rundown. <laughs> it's good, it's good, it's good. I don't remember I like, that one. I like how it draws, paints a picture of me as yeah. a young child. Daddy, watch us run DMC. <laughs> what did Mick Jagger say when he went to the knitting shop? What did you say? Give me shelter. <laughs> did you hear about the quilter who kept forgetting stuff? I think this was Amy's genesis. Did you hear about the quilter who kept forgetting stuff? Yeah. She was called Amy. No recollection. She had a patchy memory. It's quite appropriate, I mean. Oh, this is this is really garbled and okay. Um, so, what does Sean Connery? No, what what yarn used in knitting outside the box is Sean Connery's favourite? I don't know. What is it? Shinshio sheep. <laughs> okay. Good. Um, okay, Lydia, choosing scales for the office. Uh, this is really difficult. I don't know which one. And I say, are you weighing up the options? <laughs> hey, I went to a rock concert the other day, and I saw Amy Hendrix dancing. Did you? Yeah. Wow. Madeline Marsh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! The tosh pit. <laughs> Good. Well, that's over. Now we can Quick, move throw those away for another year. For another year. Uh, let's move on to our autumn highlight, which was Rhinebeck. Certainly was. For many reasons. Um, mostly because we. Uh, because, mostly because I got to eat several pretzels with maple butter cream. The end. No, it's because we um, released Knitting Outside the Box, our first hardback book, um, with, with uh, obviously the author being the incredible Bristol Ivy. We released it at Rhinebeck this year and we sold out of all of the copies that we took there. Thank you everybody who came um, to visit us and to meet Bristol. Thank you, of course, to Bristol. And thanks to those of you who came to listen to me interview Bristol whilst we were there. And thanks to everybody who just came and said hi. That was really lovely. I mean, that's great, but I'm talking about the game Rhinebeck. Oh, oh. Rhinebeck! Oh, see, you made me go off on a spiel about <laughs> people and how nice they are when really you were just tricking me into playing Rhinebeck. Rhinebeck, we need to say that carefully. Rhyme. Rhinebeck. <laughs> it gets funnier every time you say it. <laughs> go on then, Sophie, you start us off. Well, did you hear I um, went to a knitting festival for chiropractors the other day? Oh yeah, what's it called? Spinebeck. Weinbeck. <laughs> oh, you know, that's funny because I went to one for uh, sommeliers. Oh, yeah. Weinbeck. <laughs> oh, that's funny because uh, sounds like something I went to the other day, which was for a knitting festival for really uh, moany people. Oh. Yeah, Weinbeck. Weinbeck. Uh, gotcha. And uh, there's a really great one out there for carpenters. Yeah. Pinebeck. <laughs> good, good. I, I heard people um, went to the festival and just kept missing things. Pinebeck. <laughs> I went to a really good one actually that was like very close to my heart, um, where with lots of olives, yeah, olives in jars. Brian Beck. Oh. Uh, but the best of all, really, is the one uh, called uh, Fine Beck. I did. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It's fine. It's fine. Beck. <laughs> it's, it's fine. What about the one for pigs? 
swine bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, maybe I'm a bit selfish, but I think the one that's dedicated to uh, just all about you know myself is good. Mind back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about that um, religious festival for knitters with all these icons? Which one's that? Shrinebeck. Oh, Shrinebeck! <laughs> I, I meant to go to Shrinebeck. Missed out. Um, the, the knitting festival for people who adore trigonometry. Steinbeck. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about the one for people from uh, Newcastle? <laughs> Steinbeck. Steinbeck. <laughs> That's a newie. The UK's equivalent. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what about the um, one for knitters who just really love uh, a certain type of chocolate? Dimebeck. Oh. Dimebeck! I'd forgotten about that. That would be my face. <laughs> Thanks for taking us to Rhinebeck, Sophie. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's next on the Christmas party agenda? Well, uh, we have pom pom highlights uh, slash 2018 predictions. Alright, mm. so uh, in place of our usual top three feature. You've got the top three in Lydia, Amy and Sophie. So. We are the top three. What are we called again? For gold, frankincense and myrrh? Oh, cold, common sense and myrrh. Enter the competition. Don't forget who's who. Who's going to draw the winner? What are we going to win? It's all right, we'll figure that out later. I think it's a good, it's a good, it's a good competition. <laughs> we all win Sophie's cold. Yay, you all win uh, a, Greg, a used Alex <laughs> Greg's gift card. I don't want to give this book away, so oh. I'm keeping that. <laughs> they can, no, I want that as well. I like my presents. Good. Maybe they can win a photo of me once I've dyed my hair. Yeah. <laughs> Signed with look good. the nail The only polish. thing missing from the hair I've got to say is the plastic gloves. <laughs> okay, so it can also dye my hands. Free hand dye. Yay. Anyway, <clears throat> okay, so should we do our highlights first? Yeah. Before we descend into silliness once One more? each, yeah. No oh, more. No more highlights. Just one. Oh my god, but I'm three. Where am I? Um, do they have to be um, pom pom related? Yes. Okay. No. Okay, no. But I have several. I, I, might, get, I might get soppy, we don't want that. Let's make a cry. I like soppy. Huh? <laughs> we have to have one cry. personal one and one pom pom one. Okay. 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 So my personal highlight was my karaoke birthday party. Unsurprisingly, yeah, which good. I think um, has probably already been mentioned on this podcast, but just quick recap. My 30th birthday this year, I had um, a Stars in the Rise themed karaoke birthday party where people came dressed as the people they would sing as. Sophie was Bjork, Amy came as Gwen Stefani from No Doubt, <laughs> and in a very Gwen Stefani way, kept, you know, didn't sing. That was great. <laughs> it was very in character. Did an Irish goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I had several costume changes. Um, and insisted on singing lots of Kate Bush songs end to end at the end of the night, which uh, people took sort of medium kind to. I don't know. They were nice about it because it was my birthday. Anyway, it was very nice. Many people came. I enjoyed my night. My sister made a cool stage for me to sing on. Eli was Matthew Kelly. It was great. So that's my personal highlight. And my uh, pom-pom highlight was, of course, Pomfest. And more specifically, probably Pomcast Live. Although Pomfest itself, the whole two days, was magical. I enjoyed it very much, and it made me very happy to have spent the last five years of my life oh. <laughs> making a knitting magazine. Oh. <laughs> to many more years. Okay, come on, mm -hmm. Uh Personal highlight: probably going to Iceland, more specifically the Blue Lagoon. Mm. Probably the most out of the world, out of this world experience that uh, I've 
very fortunate to experience with someone who I love a lot. So that's mm. top notch. With your pom pom, your copy of pom pom. So if you're in the blue lagoon, reading pom pom. Okay, pom pom highlight. Pom pom highlight. I want to say podcast live as well because it I was mean, it was it was one. great. You know, uh, you know, from initial idea of us saying like, oh, you know, we should make a podcast. Yeah. Which was as far as we thought about it. <laughs> to do a live version of that. That's quite. Quite extraordinary. And there were so many people there. Mm-hmm. We got to make fun of people. Yeah. We don't knit. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, I think. We got to do karaoke. Knitting in the dark. All the best things in one night. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, now I'm getting emotional. Mm-hmm. Okay, that for granted. That's very nice. I think I did cry a little bit at the beginning of Podcast Live when me and Megan did our Oscars oh. award ceremony speech. <laughs> Went on a bit too long, but it doesn't matter. Um, okay, personal highlight was probably just seeing my nephew in the summer, Aww. who I don't see lots of. And very specifically, the moment when he announced to everyone at the table that Amy is funny. And <laughs> I have it on video. That's the record forever. He's not wrong. So, yeah. Um, like a reference for interviews. Yeah. <laughs> Amy is funny. Thank you. Um, and, I mean, I was going to say Pomcast Live for my pom-pom highlight as well. Because yeah. it was. There's a great story about some sheep escaping as well. <laughs> yeah, specific highlight. <laughs> uh, going down memory lane there. Yep. Um, yeah. We're all just caught in the revelry of thinking about Pomcast Live. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Hey, if you weren't there, listen to the recording yeah. that we did of Pomcast Live. Yes, you should. That's a good segue. It's yes. very entertaining. Yeah, I um, think seeing you all blindfolded trying to draw things was... Yeah, and then Pomcast Live started. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. But also, um, uh, eating bagels the following day on the roof with yes. lots of really cool knitters um, and enjoying the fact that Pomcast and Pomfest had Pomfest. happened. Yeah. <laughs> so it happened successfully. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> well done with that, by the way. <gasps> yeah, good job, Amy. And good bagels. <laughs> when I went into the bagel shop, I was like, 30 bagels, please. Oh, okay. So uh, we will round off with our um, predictions for the coming year. Are you doing knitting predictions? I've done sort of broadly um, knitting world predictions, yes. Okay. I can't wait to hear what you have predicted. Oh, I have to go first again? No, I can go you first. You go first, come on. Uh, scrubby cotton sweeps the nation is my prediction. <laughs> because we recently found a great project on Ravelry of a scrubby mitt. For showers. I'm now like doing a scrubby yeah. mitt action. <laughs> so these guys, you know, scrubby mitt. Which looks like an otter, but like an otter on its back, as if it's playing with a little stone or an oyster or something. So cute. And uh, it's like a Red Heart brand, like one of those eyelash yarns, but like scrubbly. Yeah. And we messaged Megan, she's like, great, I'll go to the store today. Yeah, because you can't get it here. You notice store, like yeah. in America. <laughs> <laughs> she's our American correspondent there. And uh, so soon we will have projects in scrubby yarn. Yep. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a new craze, I've decided. Is that your only prediction? I have three. I've got three. Oh, so. <sighs> yeah. <clears throat> okay, um, well, shall I do one of mine? My other prediction okay. Sophie's going to come up with more predictions. <laughs> uh, oh, here they are now! <laughs> my yeah. um, first prediction is slightly more wish list um, in that I think Pom Pom Quarterly may, may get a studio dog. That could happen. <gasps> <laughs> oh, God. Yes! A uh, Pom Pom Puppy. A pom- okay. A pop pop. <laughs> okay, we'll put it on the list. Pom Dog. It's like a 
benevolent mother, like, yeah. okay, I'll put it in the <laughs> <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> Maybe if you behave yourselves really well, then you can have a puppy. And if you don't get a puppy, it's because you're bad. All right. <laughs> Should I do a prediction? <laughs> prediction. I, th- I think Pom Pom will not get a puppy. <laughs> um, okay, I've <laughs> you've heard of mohair. I predict that next year the big trend will be moo hair. Oh. How did I know you were going to say that? Because <laughs> it's the only possible joke based on that. I wondered why it said moo hair on that like, <laughs> piece of paper. <laughs> we'll be looking at our predictions. Um, yeah, I think that next year the the new uh, you mm. know we've got like yak yarn and yeah. like, all these different things. Why not hair from cows? And it'll be called moo hair. Right? Good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Scrubby cotton. Moo hair. My next prediction was. Uh... <laughs> Should we do extra predictions while you're still no, thinking? No. Okay. I think the next uh, thing, the next big trend uh, in the knitting world is okay. So everyone's doing like quite big shawls. I think on Ravelry. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. The the trend is gonna go the other way. Tiny <laughs> shawls. Micro shawls. That's a big trend. Um, it's to show off people's like fine stitch work. Everyone's gonna be down on like two mil, one mil needles. Even smaller. Yep, these are just exhibition pieces. You're just gonna wear them all as like a brooch. Mm-hmm. Micro shawls. Micro shawls. Maybe trend. it's like an eye patch. Mm-hmm. Yep, micro shawls. Ear covers. Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's a good prediction. Yeah. yeah. They can wear them to fine neck. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, in terms of the knitting world predictions, uh, I think that. Uh, video podcast going to move on to more videos with the uh, now trending hashtag of shrug life <laughs> <laughs> everyone's going to be making shrugs yep. and and then just kind of doing outrageous nitty things yeah, yeah maybe a cat's wearing a shrug it just doesn't care yep. um, maybe you just drop a stitch okay, just let it let it run down shrug life yeah. long tail cast on no I might do cable whoa shrug life <laughs> if this yeah. is possible buying the same dial up no <laughs> shrug line Ch- checking your gauge no no shrug line, shrug line. <laughs> I think that's good that's a good one um, okay I have two more predictions okay <clears throat> one of them is that next year it will be decided in the knitting world that we need to have a king and queen <laughs> And there will be a sort of RuPaul's Drag Race style competition to crown the king and queen of the knitting world. Mm-hmm. And the people who I predict will be crowned will be John and Juliet Arbin. Yeah. <laughs> RuPaul Drag Race. Yes. <laughs> With close runners up being potentially Stephen West and Malia um, from Stephen and Penelope. Okay. Um, and maybe, oh, but what about um, Julie Asselin and her wonderful husband, Jean-Francois? Oh, yeah. Anyway, that's what I predict will be the new trend. It'll be RuPaul's Drag Race. Alright, I need one more prediction, don't I? Okay, yes, and I've got one more. Should I do my last one? Sure. So this one, you know, couldn't be a bit more of a reveal than a prediction. I think that next year, Pom Pom Quarterly will change its name in a drastic <laughs> switch. I thought you were being serious then. I was like, well, what? <laughs> and it will be known henceforth as Mop Mop. <laughs> it's evil twin. And it will be... I don't know, that's it, that's it, that's the only thing. It will just be known as Mop It'll be printed instead of portrait, it'll be landscape. Exactly! (laughs) All sorts of crazy stuff. Basically, because the editors will finally give in to the fact that the word pom-pom, when you squint at it, looks like (laughs) porn-porn. 
<laughs> then you I will feel the need to, yeah, <laughs> to change it to uh, to mop mop. It's turning. Is this my porn horn? That's great. Okay, so it's the last one. Uh, last one. Uh, I predict uh, that after Andrew Andrea Ma- Maori helps everyone find their fade, people are going to go looking for the next thing. Mm-hmm. And what do you do after you found your fade? Uh, you go to lose your fade. Lose your fade. <laughs> yeah. So everyone's gonna try and lose their fade. <laughs> what? Yeah. So if he's deadly serious right now, she's really that's what yeah. she thinks. I can't say any more, but I mean that's um Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> lose your fade. Um Okay. And maybe there'll be a kind of combo of all of those things. Where there'll yeah. be a micro shawl being worn. Somebody doesn't even care because it's shrug life. Mop Mop will be sponsored by Pom Bears <laughs> in a yeah. crisp confectionery <laughs> magazine <laughs> collaboration. Well, I guess it just remains to be seen. This time next year, we can do a little roundup and see if any of these came true. Mm-hmm. Will there be Moo Hair? Will Pom Pom's name be Mop Mop? Will, <laughs> <laughs> will Sophie have lost her fade successfully? She should maybe lose something. <laughs> <laughs> Marbles, anyone? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe it's time for us to uh, to wrap this up. Well, it feels like Christmas, like isn't it? Mm. It's like knitless. Well, thank you everybody for joining <laughs> us for our silly, very silly office Christmas party. We hope that you enjoyed these unnecessarily long segments. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like people suddenly make a magazine as well. Like, <laughs> Yes, when we're not recording ourselves making stupid jokes about moo hair, we are in fact working on the next few issues of Pom Pom. And so the main prediction probably for next year is that we'll bring you four excellent magazines, many of which we're already working on, and a book, at least one book, at least one new uh, interpretations, um, and probably 12 more podcasts. Yeah. Um... And those are the ser- this is serious predictions. Those are the now, real guys. ones. <laughs> They're like, whoa, no. that oh. many podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're lucky. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Amy, for joining us. Thank you, family. Uh, thanks, Lydia. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> I laughed at that. You're always here. Uh, yeah, in your face. <laughs> uh, thanks, Sophie. Thanks everyone for my presence. Yeah, yeah right. thank you. Good, which is embarrassing for me. I'm gonna go to Greg's now. Yeah. And um, yes, we wish you all a very merry festive season. We hope that you have delicious things to eat. Um, delicious yarns to knit. Delicious yarns to knit. Perhaps a nice book to read. Nice pattern to knit from. Hope that you watch some good TV. Listen to some good podcasts. And we'll see you in the new year. See you? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> we love you. Bye! Comcast is produced by Lydia Gluck and Sophie Scott, with lots of help from Eli Block, who created the original music for this show. For more Eli-related music, go to goodgirlsandthebadtimes.com. Thanks as always to Gail and our US correspondent, Megan Fernandez, co-creator and editor of Pom Pom Quarterly. Thanks to our interviewee, Andrea Maori, and our sponsors, Unravel. And of course, a big thank you to all you Pom Pom buyers, subscribers, and listeners. You can buy your copy of the magazine and subscribe too at our online shop, pompommag.com shop. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and why not leave a review? 
Send any feedback or ideas to podcast at pompommag.com and don't forget to keep in touch with us via the podcast group on the Pompom Ravelry forum.